You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a disappointing opener to this road trip for the Braves who fall by a one nothing score in Philadelphia as they open up a pivotal four-game series, both for the Braves and for the Phillies, let's be honest, in a very disappointing fashion when it came to the offense in particular. A lot of things to get into on this one, as there always are. And of course, we'll get you set up for game two coming your way on Friday. Before we do any of that, though, Make sure you're subscribed right here to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Jake, sometimes we get to talk about an ugly win. Sometimes we have to talk about a loss and they're never pretty. And this one certainly was not a pretty one. Braves offense. It's like the bats just didn't quite make it to Philadelphia. Not a poorly pitched game by either side, really. But for the Braves, they could not find the hits when they needed them. This was not a fun game to watch in any sense of the imagination. And it's tough, too, because you had a sloppy game on Wednesday to finish that series with the Nationals. You followed up with another tough game tonight. And again, like we talked about, the margin for error is so thin for the Braves right now. They really just can't lose too many more games if they want to win this division. So it's not a great time to be playing bad baseball, although I guess you'd rather play it now than when the postseason begins. But uh, certainly the Braves are in a, a little bit of a skid at the moment. Yeah, and look, the Braves have already won more games this year than they did a season ago when they improbably went on to win the World Series. Nobody expected that around you know, the trade deadline, most certainly. Nobody was expecting it when Ronald Acuna Jr. went down with a season-ending injury. And you know, there is a lot of baseball left to be played this year in this final couple of weeks. And of course, whatever can happen in October, but you just have to feel like this is one of those frustrating losses where you mentioned you have a razor-thin margin for error right now. In fact, they're walking that razor's edge trying to keep up with the New York Mets, who were idle on Thursday night, so you didn't lose a full game in the standings because the Mets didn't win, but you do seed a half a game, and now one of those games in which the Braves were you know, tied up in the loss column and just behind more so in the win column, well, now you've seeded one of those as well. So just a, a tough night, and there's no other way to really describe it. So, of course, we will get into even more detail about how <laughs> tough it was. It was game number 150 for the Braves, opener of the four-game set in Philadelphia. Atlanta shut out on six hits. Left nine men on base, drops to 93 and 57, does the Braves record. Phillies now 82 and 67, a run on just six hits, no errors, seven men left on base. There was not a hit with a runner in scoring position for either side on this night. They were both 0 for 6. Ranger Suarez, though, picks up the win. He's 10 and 5, six shutout innings for the Phillies. Max Freed, he, he had to kind of grit his way and grind his way through five innings. We'll talk more about him in a moment. Uh, five innings of one run ball. He takes a loss. It's a tough luck loss if ever there was one. 13-7 and seven now in the year. And Jose Alvarado, the man of many mounds and uh, several that he doesn't like, picked up the save with the courtesy of a very nice strike zone for the final out. I'll throw that in there, and we'll get into it more later. Might be a little hot about it. Uh, two saves for Alvarado on the year. Game lasted three hours and eight minutes, despite being a one nothing affair. 21,276 were on hand to see it. And it was just one of those nights where there were a lot of frustrations for the Braves, and I don't think any... Uh, take the cake more so than the offense, which is really, Jake, been going on for about 72 hours now. Braves unable to find the hits that they needed, as you mentioned in the finale against Washington. It's hard for me to look at a 5-1 and one homestand and say, well, that was really disappointing because on the whole, it was not. But Wednesday's game was what it was. The game before that they did win on Tuesday, it wasn't like the offense showed up and showed out in that one either. So, Jake, 
as you mentioned, this is not the time of year where you want to go cold with runners in scoring position and find yourself unable to put a crooked number on the board. But the Braves offense is really going through it right now. And you mentioned the last, you know, 42 hours here, but it's really, for me, been the last 10 games for this Braves offense that they've been struggling. And like you mentioned, they've still been winning games, which I think it gives a lot of credit to their pitching staff and the fact that this team still can win games even when one side is struggling so much. But their last 10 games, they're averaging three and a half runs per game. That's almost a run and a half lower than their season average. So certainly not playing up to par right now is the Braves offense. And that starts at the top of the order. Obviously, Acuna being out hurts that. But, you know, Swanson has just been okay the last couple of months. Riley's been struggling, although he had half the team's hits tonight. (laughs) And then, you know, Olsen obviously been struggling as well and, you know, led to Snickers shifting their lineup up a little bit. But it's just they're not getting it done at the moment. And, again, not an opportune time. But you got to find ways to do – obviously, the win played a factor. Win played a factor for both teams tonight. The the umpire behind the plate played a factor for both teams tonight. So it's just, you know, you got to put all that aside. You got to be able to string hits together. That's something we've talked about. This offense can struggle to do at times when the home run – isn't coming when they're not getting the extra base hits and especially against a pitcher like Ranger Suarez who isn't going to walk any batters so you know when you're not getting those walks and then those you're not able to string hits together you don't have the stolen base threat in the middle of the order you have Harris and Swanson and Acuna out uh, Grissom yeah. can steal a bag so there's just not yeah. that many guys who are going to be able to do that for this offense well let's talk about a little bit of this lineup shuffle that you mentioned ronald acuna jr with some mid-back tightness was a late scratch from this game that did bump the lineup around matt olson though was already in the starting lineup in the fifth spot so it just lets you know that if there's a way to put a take a little bit of pressure off of him you'll do it i mean i've seen people say yes he needs a day off i'm not a big subscriber to saying that a day off right now is going to fix whatever's not working for Matt Olson. not at this point in the season no. exactly and that is kind of where i'm I'm at with and, and what's your plan if you do start to give Matt Olson a day off now dropping him in the lineup a little bit maybe even out of the top five or six spots maybe maybe letting him hit seventh i don't know but there's some kind of you know a rabbit's foot or four-leaf clover that the ninth place hitter seems to have been using all year maybe that would help but yeah you had acuna out of the lineup you had Matt Olson down a spot you had uh, Dansby up at the top of the order. You had William Contreras batting second. I actually liked that. Uh, but as you mentioned, Austin Riley, he's three for three, was hit by a pitch as well on base four times. The rest of the Braves team, three for 30 in this game. And the third hit was Marcelo Zuna's single in the ninth inning. And then that, if you hoped it would turn into something, did not because the home plate umpire, who was inconsistent for both sides all night, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that he was out to get Atlanta. He was just out to do a bad job, apparently. And he did so against Robbie Grossman. And that is just one of the frustrations that it, it was the cherry on top of a, of a bad night for the Braves offense. It was. And look, I think there's two calls in that bat that I think could have been a ball that were called strikes. So uh, just a bad night for the umpire. Look, that's a that's a tough spot, too, right? Because you're trying to get a rally started. Your offense has been struggling so mightily. You turn it over, you know, and give Dansby a shot there. So uh, it's a tough call. Look, there was a call to Guthrie for the Phillies earlier in the game. Max Free got a strikeout. The ball was almost yep. in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was just bad, was just bad all night long. But you got to be able to. To kind of play through that, obviously played in Grossman's mind as he swings at that pitch way above the strike zone. He had no business going after that pitch, but with what he saw before, kind of felt like he needed to. So just one of those nights, again, just everything kind of going against you and not really able to help yourself out. They had chances, six six at-bats with runners in scoring position, but like you mentioned, neither team really able to come through with a big hit. 
Yeah, we'll talk about Max Fried here in a moment. It just seemed like the offense kind of took center stage, or really the lack of offense for the Braves that, uh, of course, in a one nothing game, clearly not much was going right there. But on the mound, I felt like the Braves pitched themselves a pretty good game. We'll get into it after I remind you, of course, that Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets at coffeeam.com slash locked on. And make sure you use the coupon code Locked On for 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, the Braves got a, I, I felt like a kind of a gritty performance from Max Fried. And we've seen, I think, quite a few of these in the second half where, you know, for as much as your ace, you want to see him go out there and shut down the opposing lineup for seven, eight, nine innings if you can get a complete game, if your name's Sandy Alcantara. But Max Fried tonight, I think he just had to kind of make it work and put some things together. Five innings, five hits, one run, one walk, eight strikeouts, but 107 pitches for him, 67 of those strikes, some of them a debatable strike perhaps, but 107 pitches in five innings. I mean, the Phillies really did quite a job of fouling off pitches and really making Max Fried work in his five innings. And when I mentioned it last time too, look, he's been really good over the last nine games. I think he's given up two earned or less in all of them. And yeah. even despite that, I feel like, six or seven of those starts have been just like this, where he's just having to to battle and struggle through it, which again tells you how good he is and you know how effective his pitches can be even when he's not on. But it does give a little bit of concern, I think. And I'm not trying to throw up a red flag or, or worry anybody, but I think you got to keep in mind this Braves team pitched deep into the postseason last year. And you just wonder a little bit if maybe they're they're tiring a little bit down the stretch and you see them skipping starts for Strider and right. I mean, you got to figure that's kind of wearing on these guys a little bit, but still your ace goes out there, doesn't have it, gives you five innings, only allows one run. I mean, he did his job. The pitching staff did their job. So you got to tip your cap. Just you got to score to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good pitching by left-handed pitchers in this game. I thought Freed was gritty. I thought Ranger Suarez threw the ball well for Philadelphia. Yet Dylan Lee come out at, out of the bullpen and give the Braves some quality relief. And so did AJ Mentor for that matter. It just, this is a night where you kind of look at the offense and say, Hey, got to do something here. And you know, they tried at, at times to get something done. Could not find the big hit. Uh, Jose Alvarado coming in in the eighth inning. Matt Olson was up there with runners on. We had to wait for five minutes for the mound to get remanicured. And then, of course, a first pitch pop up. And that was the end of that threat. But the Braves left nine men on base in this game. As I mentioned, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Phillies left seven. They were 0 for 6 with Risp as well. Uh, Matt Veerling with a sack fly in the second inning was the only run of this game. And, you know, right after giving the Phillies the walk-off win and going 5 for 5 the night before, that well, was Veerling again. Driving in the game-winning run, he just did it a lot earlier on this night i did mention austin riley three for three was hit by a pitch had a double in this game so uh, perhaps that's a good sign for austin you got to get him going of course i mean he struggled a little bit i feel like in the last probably five six weeks you know down from what we were seeing in the middle of the summer but i don't think anybody has struggled as much as matt olson who did have a hit in this game and a walk for that matter but you know came up in a big spot late and was unable to come through with the big hit now, with this loss and with the Mets idle on this day as they head out to Oakland to open up a three-game weekend series out west, the Braves are now a game and a half back of the Mets in the National League East race. And we will talk about, of course, game two of this series, which comes your way on Friday evening at Citizens Bank Park. After I tell you about BetOnline.net, the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, you can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news of every league MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, as well as combat sports, esports, even golf. Head on over to betonline.net today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Braves will be tapping Jake Odorizzi in game two. He's five and five on the year. Aaron Nola is going to get the ball for Philadelphia. And of course, the Braves and Phillies know each other pretty well. I'm sure the Phillies, who went through a five game losing streak about the time the Braves were going through their five game winning streak, and three of those, of course, were courtesy of Atlanta. It seems the Phillies have now kind of found the magic, and the Braves are searching for a win. It's going to be a tough one against a tough right hander in Aaron Nola on Friday night. Braves were able to get to him last time, got a couple of runs early, and then he really settled in and looked like the Aaron Nola that he's been for most of this year. So for a Braves offense that's struggling, going to be another tough matchup. And then for Jake Odorizzi, I mean, again, you talk about margin of error being really thin. He's got to be able to control that four-seamer and locate it up in the zone if he's going to have some success and get through this Phillies lineup. So got to be a tough game for the Braves, but they they need it. Um, again, got to win just about every game here the rest of the way. That's a tough ask, but if they wanted to win the division, exactly what they got to do. Or if they just want to concede and face the Phillies in the first round of the wildcard series, I guess they can just uh, throw these games if they want to, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't think any professional athlete with any modicum of pride is going to go through that route. And I'm sure nobody managed or no club managed by Brian Snitker is going to outright concede and honestly you know, with Odorizzi you'll take a quality start if he can really get him through five I mean that third time through mm-hmm. the lineup we know has been a challenge for him if he can get him there though and allow the Braves bullpen to take over from there again as we point to it time and again here on this edition of the Braves postcast you got to get the offense going that's what Atlanta needs can I get Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup is this back thing going to be something that keeps him down for a while or is it just a one-game deal they stayed away from him didn't use him as a pinch hitter late in the game. And I feel like there were at least a couple chances where maybe you rolled the dice with Ronald. Heck, maybe you rolled the dice with Eddie Rosario. We didn't see him in the game either. But uh, be that as it may, the Braves will try to do what they can to pick up a win, even up this series. It's a three-game set at this point moving forward as they have dropped the opener of the four-game series. And now they're just going to try to at least go out and take two out of three this weekend. If they can run the table, that would certainly be impressive and probably go a long way towards trying to ward off what the Mets are going to be doing because we've seen the Oakland Athletics. We know that they're not one of the best teams in baseball, and the Mets are going to get the same opportunity the Braves got not too long ago on their trip out west. Game two of the series is Jake Odorizzi against Aaron Nola, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, Normally, I would wrap things up here, but I did want to kind of put a postscript on this one, Jake. We got some news about Mike Soroka on this day that I just felt like was worth a minute or so to discuss. I don't know that we had the highest expectation at this point of seeing Mike pitch at the big league level, but he is going to be shut down for the year with some inflammation in his pitching elbow. Nothing structurally wrong with him. Just the focus now kind of shifts to him getting through the winter, working out, being ready for 2023. But a disappointing note to close things out. But I was glad to see that Mike was at least able to get something out of this year of 2022, get back on the mound, and hopefully take that momentum into the spring and rejoin the Braves rotation. It would have been great to have him come back and just complete that comeback and get a a start in the big leagues. That was kind of my hope for him. I never really expected him to be, you know, any type of factor for this team this year, but just for him, you know, yeah. to be able to come back and get that start and, and get that out of the way. Cause I think he is going to come back and I think he's going to, he's going to make his return at some point next year. So I would have loved to seen him kind of get that out of the way, have that moment and then, you know, just focus on next season. But still, again, it would it had become pretty clear uh, that he wasn't going to be a factor for this team in the yeah. postseason and down the stretch. So, you know, get healed up. Not surprising. He's having some inflammation. The guy hasn't pitched in, in nearly two right. years. So um, that's not that all, all that surprising. So get healthy, gear up, come back next year, and and hopefully we get to see Mike Soroka make that comeback. 
Yeah, and we've seen some setbacks and hurdles thrown at him, but I know Mike told me after his, I believe, second start in Gwinnett, look, if I wasn't mentally strong, I wouldn't be out here doing this and be where I am right now. I've had to come through a lot to get to this point, and he knows, and I feel like, that he is getting toward that stretch where he's at least coming down the other side of the mountain that he's had to deal with. So the Braves will try to figure out, of course, his contract situation over the winter, and then Mike, of course, will have all of his focus on 2023. But we got a lot of Braves postcasts to get to before that. Just wanted to you know, have that little bit of discussion because of what Mike has meant to this club in the past and hopefully what he's going to mean in the future. So best of luck for him as he looks to heal up over the winter and get himself ready for 2023. Meanwhile, the Braves will get ready for game two of this series on Friday night, 7.05 Eastern time. The first pitch at Citizens Bank Park with Jake Odorizzi against Aaron Nola as the Braves try to even this thing up at a game apiece. That'll bring us to the end of this edition of the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you hit subscribe here on YouTube. Click the bell, get those notifications whenever we drop a new episode. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. For Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, your final score was the Phillies 1 and the Braves nothing. We'll come your way after Game 2 of the series on Friday night. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 